So welcome to another episode of the Grow to Gold podcast. On today's episode, we have Chris Eugenio, CEO and founder of My Way Fitness. Chris, it is a pleasure to have you on the show today. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Brett, and thanks for having me. I'm excited to uh, get on here. Uh, when you asked me to come do this, uh, I was really excited. Uh, haven't spoken to you in a little while, even though you are part of my program. So it's time to get you back in shape, get you re ready to go. And, uh, you know, I'm just happy to, uh, to, to, to spread the love and to spread some knowledge of the fitness industry with you today. I'm excited, man. So I, I, there's a lot of online fitness coaches. There's a lot of take this pill. There's a lot of things that are out there in the fitness world. So my hope with today's episode is that we're really going to cut through a lot of the BS and we're going to have a really straightforward conversation about health and fitness because you've really dialed this into a science. So I'm excited to dive into that. So Chris, before we jump in, can you just give the audience a little bit of an idea as to who you are and, and what My Way Fitness is? Yeah, I mean, uh, how long you want the show to be? I'll tell you exactly who I am. No, I'm just kidding. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm all about um, results, you know, so it's, resu it's a results driven business for me. Um, you know, I, my name is Chris Eugenio. Let's start from the, from the top there. here. I'm 32 years old. I've been in the fitness industry uh, my entire adult life. Um, I lost 100 pounds myself. Um, I gained 100 pounds of muscle in my fitness journey as well. Um, so I, I've been through every ups and, uh, up and down that you could possibly be on, a uh, roller coaster ride. Um, I was um, heavy into bodybuilding for a long, long time. Uh, built a huge client base back in New York and then kind of dissolved it uh, after moving to Arizona. Um, recreated the My Way Fitness brand here in Arizona. I networked really well. Um, picked up a, a few close friends in the industry that, that are really great trainers and we still collaborate to this point. Um, but at this point, it's just a matter of uh, results come first. Um, and I won't compromise that for, for anything. This is, this is what I do, you know, so. Love that. I love it. So jumping into your story. So you're originally from New York, then you moved out to Arizona. You have a studio out in Arizona and you also do online coaching and training, which is where you and I connect because I'm actually a client of yours and I live in Chicago. You live in Arizona. So my first question to you is, is how have you been able to handle transitioning your business from what's happened in COVID? Because you're one of the few people that I think has been able to even increase your business during that time. Uh, yeah, Brett. Um, so, I mean, listen, it's just a matter of uh, being adaptable um, and being uh, just able to uh, change up on the fly. So... My business is interesting because the format that I use is based off of an app um, called Trainerize. It's a really good app uh, for trainers that are out there if they, if they want to check it out. Um, I don't make any money from that app or anything like that. As a matter of fact, I pay them monthly to use it, so it's not like a plug. Um, it really could benefit your business. Um, I'm able to take on hundreds of clients, literally hundreds of clients. Um, and the way that I was able to transition um, from all the changes in the world due to COVID and all this was because my in-person clientele and my online programming are ran exactly the same way. Um, you use the Trainerize app, um, the app, I, I'm able to program fully customized uh, programs for each individual client. Uh, I'm able to perform check-ins, there's photos, 
uh, weekly photos. It's all data-based. Uh, you, you enter your own weight every week that I ask for. Um, I'm adjusting macros on there. I'm able to see uh, meal, meal tracking, macro tracking all through the app. It makes it, you know, really simple. I see a bunch of graphs. So when I, let's say I check on you, Brett, and it's your check-in day. I see your front picture, side picture, rear picture. I see your body weight, right? Um, but the most important thing is your macro tracking compliance, which you know I've called you out on before. Uh, it's, it's the most important part of my process. Uh, for those people who don't understand macros, it's uh, basically a consistent way to track your, 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 your calorie intake using uh, protein, carbohydrates, and fats, right? So if you eat consistently every single day, the results happen and they, they just do. Okay. And uh, we can get into that deeper into the podcast. Um, but basically um, the question at hand was how was I able to transition? Um, and the truth is, it was, is that a necessity? Because as your business grows, you need to, you need to become more efficient. Um, and as I, I, ne I needed to find ways to be able to train more people instead of turning them away and sending them to somebody else. So I became more efficient and um, I found apps and I found, you know, ways to get it done. Um, during 2020, everything was locked down for a little while. So I did something kind of interesting. Um, I changed the, the platform of my business. I, I went, you know, solely online for a short while. Uh, started building some recognition and getting people uh, home training workouts and things like that. Uh, just having them purchase really simple uh, equipment and give, giving them the understanding that this is a, a, a nutrition-based program first and a training-based program second. And with that said, um, using that type of format, it worked really well and it, it gained me a lot of ground uh, during 2020. And when I was re able to reopen my studio safely, Actually, I opened it for the first time um, in, uh, during the COVID pandemic toward the end when things started to open back up here in Arizona. I opened the doors and, um, you know, it, it's the rest is history. You know, hundreds of clients in a year, you know, just it was crazy. That's incredible. So a part you just touched on there was nutrition first in your program. And, and I see, you know, for anybody on here, follow him on Instagram at My Way Fitness, And you can see some of the clients and the testimonials you have you have clients that aren't even going to the gym. They're just doing the straight up macro tracking and, and focusing on the nutrition and the results are taking care of themselves. So can you talk a little bit about why the nutrition side is so much more important than the gym? Because from my own perspective, I've always gone to the gym. I've lifted heavy. I've seen decent results. And I, I'm, I'm one of those people that always thought the gym was more important than the nutrition. So from, from a little bit of a higher level, can you explain why maybe that's a bit backwards? Uh, yeah. So, I mean, listen, this is the most common thing that I hear about on a regular basis is I have people walk through the front door of my studio or I take a consultation call and someone's like, hey, man, I've been uh, working out for, you know, six months, a year, two years, some people five years even. And they're like, hey, man, nothing's happening. You know, I'm changing. And then I come to find that they're basically uh, depriving their body of, of the essential nutrients it takes to uh, build muscle and to burn body fat. Now, Again, I mean, I can get into all the science behind it, but the truth is what it comes down to is macro consistency. And again, I'm going to run, I'm gonna run, run it down again. Is It's protein, carbohydrates, and fats. If you track them um, consistently, like let's say I give you your programming and I say two, for Brett, 200 grams of protein, 200 grams of carbs, you know, 70, 80 grams of fat in that range. Um, if Brett hits those numbers every single day, Brett looks better. And guess what? 
Brett has experience with that. So Brett, let me tell you, when you were hitting your numbers and you were eating the protein and doing what I told you, your pictures and your progress really showed it. And then when you fell off and you continue to work out, and I know you're doing the workouts because I see you checking in in the workouts, but not tracking the food and it's your body's at a, stand, is at a, a standstill. So there you go. So you call I, me out. And, and a big I, part of this, Chris, and that's why I wanted to do this podcast with you, because not only are you somebody that's running a successful business, but I also wanted a little bit of a kick in the butt myself. So let's respark that. So how did you come up with my, my, my split there? How do you know if you were taking on a new client, how do you know how many grams of protein? How do you know how many grams of fat? How do you, how do you come up with that formula okay. to make yeah. somebody figure out their, their plan? Yeah, and it's a great question, and I get this question very, very often from clients. Uh, basically, there's, there's a few pieces of data that I like right off the bat. I want to see your pictures first, front, back, side, before I get any. I could just kind of, at one gaze, I can kind of see how your body retains body fat, water retention, things like that, right? So I could tell right away what your body type is. Okay, that's the first thing. Uh, second thing is, is having an interview with my, with my client and gaining perspective on their past uh, in fitness, you know, whether it's personal, you know, they had a personal trainer before, if they were macro coaching in the past, things like that. And, you know, the most important question is, what are you currently doing? What are you currently eating, right? So um, once I do that, then it's like, okay, well now show me. So I'll do about five to seven days of um, tracking with the client. They use an app called MyFitnessPal. That's a free app, it's, it's pretty popular. It's an Under Armour app. And that connects to the Trainerize app that I, I briefly uh, hit on earlier. After connecting the two apps, I could see all of your macro tracking. And um, I basically take an average of the calories that you're consuming on a, on a daily basis based on what you're showing me, what you're telling me. Um, that gives me a pretty good understanding of your BMR, which is your basal metabolic rate. Okay, not to get too scientific on people, but that's how Dude, many please, calories. Please do it. Let's go yeah. deep. Yeah, I mean, we can, but... You know, I don't want to. I don't want people's heads spinning. I just want them to understand that um, it's not a guessing game. That it is. It's 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 driven by experience. That's 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 where I uh, generate my my um, initial uh, let's say uh, prescription for for macros. Right? Is 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 all generated on experience. So I could tell how much food you're eating on a regular basis, and then I generate uh, what I think your BMR is. And then I will climb you in calories first, which is called a reverse diet. Okay. So why do I climb you in calories first? I'll tell you why. Because my program is not a quick fix. My program is a sustainable program teaching you healthy life habits and food choices for the long term. Okay. Because a lot of coaches and trainers out there, they don't care about your long term well being. They want that 30 day progress photo, that 60 day, that 90 day progress photo where it looks, it's dramatic, right? But then where do you go? Once this coach has cut your calories down to 900 calories and you're basically emaciated, yeah, you might have a six pack, you might be shredded, you might look fantastic, or you might have lost all your muscle. I mean, it really depends on the person. What they're not showing you is probably the 80% of client base that where they, they failed with those clients and 20% they did really well with. They're posting the 20% and they're not telling you that 80% of their clients failed. So I'm the reverse opinion and this is why I'm, I'm so successful um, and I, I gain clientele as fast as I do and as often and frequently as I do is because 80% of my clients succeed and 20% do not and I'm going to tell you why those numbers are reversed compared to most coaches is number one accountability I'm watching over everyone and what they're doing uh, the second is um, 
I'm not a hack coach. I'm not learning from a textbook and just saying, oh, this is what the textbook says, so do it. And it's not like I'm an influencer who became a coach because you see that all the time now. You get like these 70,000, 100,000 follower pages and all of a sudden, you know, they were modeling underwear for eight years. Now all of a sudden they're, <laughs> they're fitness coaches. And it's, it's a joke. So people are getting these cookie cutter programs from people who really don't know what they're doing. You know, if you go onto my Instagram, it's myWayFitness underscore training, right? You'll see I have like 96 or 9,700 followers in that range. It's not a crazy following, but I make a living on it. And about four or five other people are making a solid, nearly six-figure or six-figure living off of my brand, which is relatively small. Um, you know, it, it's, it's, kind of, it's kind of wild, Brett. And I, I will tell you why. Why I'm so successful is because it's real. It's real people seeing real results with a sustainable program. And my clients are my advertisement. And I don't even have to post all of them. They post their own stuff. They, do, they use my hashtags. They, they, they send their, their closest people to me because not only am I changing their lives physically, but I'm changing their lives mentally and emotionally and, and really recreating this, this lifelong um, sustainable program that they could use well after they stopped training with me. They're eating healthy. They're, they have healthy habits. They started to realize by measuring their food every day how wrong they were in the past where they're eating twice as many carbs as you need to to uh, sustain a healthy lifestyle. This is why so many people are diabetic in this country. And again, I get really passionate about it. You can start to hear me getting a little fired up because um, I get really upset, you know, when I, I, the, the, these, these crazy methods are being used out there from people who just don't care about people's well-beings. You know, and, and that's, I, I take a whole different approach. You know, I, I want people to succeed and I want them to continue to succeed, not only in this aspect, um, but in every aspect of life. And I really feel if you can master your body, you'll master, you can master your mind. It, it all kind of happens simultaneously. You take that positive momentum into other aspects of your life. And man, I, I've heard, I, I had a girl walk into my studio yesterday. Um, I had trained her at 5 a.m. She came back at 9 a.m., okay, just to give you a little background. This was yesterday. And I said, hey, what are you doing? I just joked to her. I said, what are, what are you, back for more? And she looks at me, and I could see she had a really serious look. She goes, I just need to talk to you real quick. And she, she starts hysterical crying. And I, I'm like, what happened? You know, I thought maybe something bad happened. She goes, I just have to thank you. She's wiping the tears from her eyes, and I give her a tissue, right? And she's like, uh, first of all, I just went to my pre-op. Um, I won't get into, you know, what this girl's getting done because some of my clients might hear this and they'll know who it is. But she's like, I went to my pre-op and the doctor's going to be able to do the surgery easier than he ever thought because I'm at my highest muscle percentage. I'm at my lowest body fat percentage and I'm eating more than ever. And the doctor couldn't even believe it. Um, and I, I was blown away. You know, I was blown away by that. And then she, which then she continued to say was because her procedure and the recovery time wasn't going to be as long. She can get back to work sooner, and now she's not worried about the financial burden that that was going to take on her. She needs the surgery. And um, long story short, the doctor was like, you just took like six to ten weeks off of your recovery time. So now she, she went from the max recovery time for that surgery to the minimal recovery time. She'll be back in work, making money, providing for her family. So these are the types of things that I like about what I do. These are the impacts I want to make in this industry. That's incredible. You actually gave me chills. I wish we were sitting next to each other and not doing this thing virtually so you can see that. But that's what it's all about. The connections you're making with your people and they can tell when it's real. And that's why I was excited to have you on this call today. So going back to the meal prep thing, because that's something I personally struggle with. My question to you is, 
how do you, what do you recommend to your other clients and people in your life when it comes to a meal prep schedule? Is it Sunday and Wednesday? What, what do you recommend to, to actually get this done? Well, I mean, there's a few methods to get it done. Um, I, you know, every, this, you know, everyone has their own little process. Um, it really depends on what you're prepping and how long it'll last. But the fact that you brought up meal prep is exactly where I would start this conversation when it comes with, to a new client is you need to take the steps necessary. Like habit change is huge, right? And any type of goal setting, your primary, uh, the first and foremost, um, focal point has to be, okay, what kind of habits do I need to sustain this goal? This, this mindset that I've created, right? So meal prep is huge. Okay. Um, now meal prep for those of you guys who, who may be listening to this, you're like, what the hell is meal prep? Okay. Meal prep is basically, um, preparing food days earlier than you're going to need it. You know, making sure that you have three, four five days worth of food ready to go at all times. This way you're kind of eating off of your own little menu that you've created for yourself. And to further the meal prep idea, Brett, um, I usually recommend to my clients that they do something called pre-tracking. So when you use tracking apps, you know, let's say you wake up in the morning, the first thing you do, get on your app and put in your main meals that you're going to eat that day, right? They're already portioned out, they're, they're measured because you're already meal prepped, they were separated. And this way, you know, okay, I'm like 80% to my macro limit, you know, today, my protein, carbs and fats, I'm right there. So now the only things that you have to fill in the blanks with are like those little snacks just to hit those numbers the right way. Uh, you got to make it easier for yourself, you know, plan ahead. That goes with anything in life. I think we could all agree, whether it's business, whether it's, you know, uh, fitness, it's, it's a similar mindset where if you're not prepared, you're, you're going to sink, you know, you're just going to fail. Um, and you might be able to fake it for a little while, you know, you'll kick, you'll, you'll, you'll stay above water, but you know, eventually you're going to gas out because it's just a mental strain at some point. Well, that's exactly right. And speaking from my own experience with this program, that, that's kind of how I started in the beginning. And then you get to a point where I travel a lot for work. So I'm always on the road. And when you're reactively eating, even if you're logging all the food, you're actually seeing in real time how badly you're eating. But if you didn't do the prep work beforehand, there's really not much you can do. So what's, yeah. your, advi what's your advice to some of your clients that are doing some traveling, maybe they don't have access to a kitchen. How do they stay on your program and make sure they really hit their macros when maybe they're not in their normal, their normal environment? Yeah. And you know what? That's a great question. And um, obviously uh, life comes up, right? So whether, whether you travel for work, I know you're a busy guy, you're kind of all over the place or, or whether you're the type of person that, Hey, you know, I'm taking a week to go see family. Um, and I, I'm not going to have my own kitchen to prep food or I'm going to be in a hotel for a week with the kids and it's going to be crazy. Um, the main thing, a rule of thumb, very simple rule of thumb, limit your carb intake, you know, let me, I mean, I'm, this is prim primarily the people I train are weight loss clients. So this isn't a rule of thumb for every single person, right? Obviously this is for the people who are like trying to get fit, trying to burn body fat. You know, this might be like a first time process for them. Um, so you want your protein intake to always be high proteins are your meats, you know, your fish, your eggs, things like that. Those are, those are your lean proteins. Okay. You want to make sure that those are maximized when you're traveling. You want to make sure that your carbs are minimalized while you're traveling. And you want to make sure that you're not eating high fat foods, like constantly eating cheese every time you go to a restaurant or, you know, um, also alcohol intake. Another one that's, it's huge, right? So uh, again, there are rules of thumb. 
keep the protein high. And when I say high, I want 30, 40 grams a meal. So like, even if you don't have access to, let's say you're not going to hit your macros, like you're not going to get 200 grams a day because you're so out of sorts. You got meetings all day for the next three, four days. You know, let's face it, you're going to fall short. But when, when you go out then after the meeting, after whatever, you go to a restaurant or, or whatever it is, even if it's fast food, there are options that you can get, you know, meat only options or lettuce wraps and things like that, where you can make a smart decision. I mean, almost every single, even fast food places out there, you could, you could, you could successfully work my program eating fast food every single day. And I have clients that have done it to prove it. So all you have to do is just be conscientious and not, you know, not lose your willpower when you go to the drive through window and order that, you know, a triple cheeseburger. You know, if you get a single hamburger on a lettuce, on a lettuce wrap, or, you know, you get, they'll, they'll even offer side portions of protein in most of these places too. Now just, just order, dude, you can go to McDonald's, you know, and I don't recommend it, but you can go to McDonald's and order side portions of their grilled chicken. And they will put it in like a chicken nugget container and serve it to you at the drive-thru window. I, I've done it. So it can be done. Now, so there's, the, so there's really no excuse is what you're saying. What I'm saying is there's no excuse to eat like an asshole, Brett. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. And then you brought up another point that I wanted to touch on while you were going down that road. You brought up alcohol. Everybody yeah. likes to uh, – no, I shouldn't yeah. say everybody. A lot of people like to have a couple of drinks every now and again, especially on the weekend time. So – I see you post out in this group chat to all a couple hundred of your members. Don't let the weekend ruin the, uh, the week of good work. So what is, what does alcohol do? And, and why is it one of those things that can severely take you off your program? Yeah, that's a loaded question, but I'm going to answer it. Um, so alcohol does a few things. Um, number first and foremost, alcohol is pretty much, uh, it's a sugar based drink, you know, whether you know it or not, whether you, and, and a lot of people are adding sugar to the sugar right? But it also um, slows your metabolism down, okay? Alcohol is a depressant, okay? Um, and it actually makes your brain function act like it's depressed, creating more cortisol levels in the body. The brain will release more cortisol, which will flood your blood, affects the muscles, affects the way the muscles retain energy or retain nitrogen, right? Because muscles retain a nitrogen balance. Um, it also makes your body um, want to retain water and body fat. Uh, so it's, it's, it literally is a poison that your body's trying to fight off probably for about 72 hours after you drink, right? And I'm not, listen, I'm not, uh, I'm not saying never drink or never have a good time or let loose or whatever. I'm just saying be smart about it. If you have goals, remember your, your, your goals are, um, what, you know, in fitness in particular, they're not really forever goals. You know, like you, you, you're kind of, once you get to a certain happy place, where there's, you're in a maintenance mode, you don't have to be as strict. But once, you know, in order to hit those goals, it takes a certain amount of sacrifice, right? And I think that that's where people go wrong is like they want to celebrate too soon. You know what I mean? So alcohol can be done. It can be done in moderation. Um, I know plenty of people that, that drink, you know, at least once a week or so. I tell people when you're going to drink, limit your carb intake. Now, there are other coaches out there that will say limit your fat intake. It kind of works both ways, but here's the deal. In my experience, when you go, when, so they say when you track alcohol, it should be a lot of coaches will say double your fats. You know, track it as a fat, not as a carb. I disagree. I say track it as a carb, but track it twice. And the reason I say that is because sugar on top of sugar is automatic body fat retention. Automatic. 
uh, because your body only, that's what, that's what it literally does with sugar. The, the, the more sugar you eat, the more your body wants and craves more sugar. So what happens is the next time you eat, it's retaining it all. It just wants to store it, store it, store it. Okay, so I say eat less carbs on the days that you drink. Um, this will do two things. This is two-pronged. You'll get drunk faster, which is nice. And, <laughs> and it'll save you some money at the bar. And uh, also, you won't, you won't get as fat. And you won't be as bloated the next few days. So, that makes, sense. That makes total nice. sense. So, so what you're saying is, is when you're drinking, you shouldn't go eat a whole pizza pie. I would recommend against it. Um, well, especially pizza, because now you're doubling down on the carbs, right? That's, and yeah, that, that's why I said that. It's high sodium. So you're really going to look like a blowfish by the time that you're done eating. So that's no Interesting. good. You know, it, yeah. it, everything you're saying makes total sense. And, and really the next thing, just to pivot a little bit with you, um, you brought up, I wanted to go back to, to your client that, uh, that had that just amazing consultation with yeah, her. Exactly. With, with 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 pre-op with 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 her with her doctor so why do you think most people wait until they get to a point that it's just too you know i don't want to say too late but why do most people get to a point where they have to go so far down the road that they need to come to you and look for some magic pill rather than recognizing okay my life is maybe moving in a direction that if i don't fix this now and i don't get these habits back in line it's going to be much harder for me to turn that wheel back later on down the road. You know, Brett, um, man, I, it really, uh, it troubles me because I, I, this is the type of thing I hear all the time. It's like people are, it's, it's kind of like investing in a sense, you know, no one wants to sacrifice now to be better later, you know, like no one wants to put money away. You know, whether it's, uh, you know, just savvy investing or whatever, in order to live a, a, uh, a safer lifestyle of having some money in the bank when they're in their late 50s or 60s to retire on, you know, it's kind of the same idea is that like, by the time people are in their 50s, they go, man, I should have put that money away because I'm screwed now. I'm going to have to work till I'm freaking dead. Right. And it's the same exact mindset, I feel like, of someone who's, you know, just getting into the fitness industry because a doctor told them, hey, you're going to drop dead of a stroke or a heart attack or, Hey, you're type two diabetic now and you can't eat the way you want it to. And if, if this gets worse, you know, we're going to, you're going to have serious, serious health complications or it's going to drastically shorten your life. Um, why do people do this? I'm not sure. But what I do know is that it's sad to see. It really is sad to see, but I think that people don't understand that their, their health is an investment. Um, you got guys like LeBron James that have come out saying that they spend like a million dollars a year on their health and fitness regimen. Now, I'm not saying spend a million dollars a year. I mean, obviously, LeBron James uses his body 24-7. You know, that's his life was made on his, his physique and his ability to play basketball, right? Um, but what I will say is if LeBron James – you know, makes X amount of dollars playing basketball and he's spending a million dollars a year on his health, right? I guess we could all put that in, into some type of perspective. So how much, how much are you spending to keep your health in check? And I'm not saying the cost of meds once you're already sick, because I promise you your doctor visits, the cost of your meds, um, and God forbid hospital stays or surgeries, they're going to really outweigh, um, you know, 
purchasing healthy food week to week, purchasing a trainer or a coach, you know, week to week. If you, if you, if you spend that money now, you're going to spend less money later and worry a lot less later where you could be moving into your life, getting healthier instead of declining, you know, and honestly, you know, health is the ultimate investment in my opinion, because it doesn't matter if you have a hundred million dollars in the bank, if you're going to die tomorrow, right? It's just, it's wild, dude. It's completely wild. You know, we, we, we seen more and more now and, um, since 2020, you know, we've seen COVID and all this, that uh, people all of a sudden are like, wow, we got to really take care of this health thing. Like, and it's like, what, 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 I don't understand why no one was, was thinking this way. You know, by the, I, by the time I was 15, I was 100 pounds overweight, you know, but between 15 and 16, I was like, well, I want to survive. That was, I was a young, you know, mid, middle teenager, you know, and, and thinking that way. So there's no reason for full-blown adults you know, and it's just because I feel like we're programmed. We're programmed in a sense to not worry about this stuff until later on. Everyone's like, oh, you're young, you're fine, you're healthy. I, I, you know, it's just, it, it's, it's simply not true because you're healthy only for a certain extent. It's, it's like, you know, 100,000 miles on a car that you're revving the engine every time you hit the gas is going to be different than 100,000 miles on a car where you're taking care of it, you're doing the oil changes, you know, you're, you're driving point A to point B using the brakes appropriately. I mean, just to use an analogy that people are familiar with, but if you're drag racing for 100,000 miles, that car is going to break down. It's, it's not, it, it'll go 100, 101,000 miles and it's dead. But an, another car driven the right way at 100,000 miles, you might double the mileage on that thing and go to 200,000 miles. Does that make sense? You know, it makes it makes total sense. And, and that brings me to that topic of longevity, right? It's the ability to take care of yourself now and you hit the nail on the head. What is that worth? Right. If you can live another 10, 15, potentially 20 years and get to spend that time with your future grandchildren or great grandchildren or whatever that looks like, how is that not worth you spending the time to meal prep and really learn about this and take care of it. Cause from what I'm hearing from you, Chris, throughout this entire interview is that yes, the, the weightlifting and the actual getting in the gym is important, but somebody could really change their entire life just by simply being more calculated with what they're eating. Did, did I hear, did I, did I hear that properly? You know what you, you absolutely did. And um, you, you definitely took that the right way. That's kind of what I always try to present to my clients that this is a mindset game. You know, this is, this is a mindset game, right? I mean, the truth is, is that you have to sit back and, and prioritize. And if your health is not a priority, then it's almost like, what is a priority to you? Because if you have no one that, you know, do you have no one that cares about you? Do you have no, you don't have kids, you don't have a legacy to leave behind. Maybe you built a business, an empire, and now you're going to leave, leave the planet early because you didn't care about your health. You know, and, and honestly, Brett, I mean, you hear these tragedies all the time. You hear about a, a, a man or woman create a friggin' uh, empire and they don't even get to stick around and, and enjoy it because they ran themselves into the ground. They didn't prioritize their health. And you know what, the, the really cool thing, and we linked up uh, a while back on um, that app, was it Clubhouse, right? Yes. Back, and I stayed in touch with a lot of those people that we would talk to on a regular basis. Some of them very, very successful business people. Um, and they reached out to me after the fact and I started coaching a good handful of them. And they just, Man, they showed me pictures of, of their early college years. You know, they had muscles and six packs and, and it just came natural to them. They weren't eating as bad. Stress levels weren't as high. And now here they are in their early 30s. How old are you, Brett? 32. You're talking about 32. my story, man. You're talking about my story. 
Yeah, so I'm 32 as well. And um, you see these, 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 these young men, very successful. They, they've made their money now. They're kind of making their mark on their industry, whatever it is. You know, they're, 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 they're big players in, in the game that they've created for themselves. And um, they're very proud, in a sense, where it's like what I, what I did worked. But then they, they start to realize, like, man, I, I'm having health issues. All of a sudden, you know, I got 30-year-old I got guys with high blood pressure. You know, guys that are on anxiety meds, they can't, they can't even leave their house. These are millionaires and, and, they're, and they're falling apart. And I'm just like, there's got to be balance, Brett. So somewhere, mm. somewhere in the mindset of success, you have to weigh health in that calculation. A hundred percent. And you know, what's interesting is that in order to get to that point in your career, you have to be so laser focused, dialed in almost 24 hours a day to achieve those types of results. And for me, for me, speaking from the nutrition standpoint, and I'm just calling myself out on this, if I can be 100% laser focused and I'm building my business, why can't I do the same thing with meal prep? Why do you think people really struggle with that? Because that, if I'm calling myself out here in front of my entire podcast audience, meal prep for me, I have the time to do it. On a Sunday, the one day I, I give myself to sit back and not do much, I'd rather sit on the, cou- uh, on the couch and watch golf and the day passes either way. I didn't meal prep. And now I'm going into Monday, making breakfast and reactively tracking my meals, going to the gym four or five days a week and just maintaining. So right. it's like you're still doing the work, but yet the prep work that would make the work you're already doing get the results so you keep doing it and get even more excited about it just isn't coming into play. Why do you think that is? Oh man, again, it's, it's, ah man, made my hair stand up this time, Brett, because uh, this is something I'm really trying to tap into right now with people. You know, this is, um, uh, the the shift has started to, to happen and you kind of have seen it happen where I've kind of gone from a fitness coach to kind of like, you know, a life coach in a sense where I'm, I'm trying to hit on all, areas to, to, to better people. You know, I have people reaching out to me now for business and all kinds of things. But the truth is, is that um, they're not, you know, some of you guys are really busy. You know, some I, I hear stories, you know, I, I people work in 70 hour work weeks. And yeah, the, the bank account looks fantastic. The portfolio is fantastic. You know, you, you got the, the, the cool cars and the big homes and all this stuff that you barely ever get to enjoy because you're still trapped inside one little room working the whole time. You know, and at the end of the day, on that one day that you give yourself time to rest, you're not going to want to go to work in the kitchen and meal prep, um, which is actually why I don't know if I don't know if you if you noticed this, but I, I spun off a second business called My Way Fitness Prepped. And uh, yeah, so again, so Brett, something that I live by and you'll laugh at this maybe or maybe you'll say I'm a fool, but uh, <laughs> I always say in business, uh, it has to make dollars, has to make sense, S-E-N-S-E, right? Sense. So why does that have to make sense? That has to make sense in your business because you, you, you hit on something there where you have to be laser focused to generate a solid business, right? So if something, a side, a side hustle takes away from your main hustle, you're dividing yourself against yourself. You're going to fall apart. It doesn't make sense. So I developed a business out of necessity. Just listening to my clients, guys like you, 
and, and other men and women that 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 are in high demand. You know that they're 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 working stressful jobs. They're the only ones that can do what they do, pretty much. Um, and they got people relying on them. Their phones blowing up nonstop. They're on call nonstop. They're on business nonstop, and they don't have time to meal prep. So I spun off this other business. I have two people very close to me. Um, I made them workshop all these things, not made them. They, they came to me, they're like, you know, we want to do this. And I was like, well, if you're going to do it, it's going to be right. So I was their first customer and I was their toughest critic. And I still am their toughest critic because it's under my brand. I funded the whole thing, got it all started, but they're doing, they're doing the work in the kitchen so that you don't have to. So, I mean, if you, if you have, if you have the, the money to do it, you know, and again, we keep our prices really low and this isn't a pitch because I'm, I'm no, I don't know who's listening to this. It's only local right now here in Arizona, but the shipping part of it will come. I've been kind of researching on how to, how to get that done effectively. We will be able to ship meals out to the whole country eventually. And, um, my way fitness prepped, it's, it's going to be a thing. You're going to hear about it. And actually I'm putting a ton of emphasis on that right now, Brett, actually even more so like my training services, at this point, they, they, they kind of grow themselves. Like, like it just keeps building and building and building. And I've been hiring coaches and I kind of duplicate myself within the coaches that, that work with me because I'm only one person. So I teach them everything. And if they fail, it's because I didn't train them well enough. And I take full responsibility for that. So that. they don't fail. You know why they don't fail? Because I refuse to look bad. <laughs> I love it. No, it, it makes it makes total sense. And as you're as you're talking through this, and I'm thinking back through how my enrollment went with your program, I'm almost thinking I would have been better off like you telling me, don't even go to the gym for two weeks and just all we do is diet. Yeah. Like that's and it. Just just to show me from the beginning, you don't even have to go to the gym for two weeks if we just get your diet right and then you add the gym in. And it's like, wow, this so, is the key behind it. Really funny you say that because um, I actually took on a few clients. You hit on it earlier in the in the in the in this podcast. Um, there's a few clients I've trained in the past that that did not work out at all. They were either you know post op couldn't you know against doctor's orders they they couldn't work out you know doctor's orders saying you know don't train don't lift heavy. So they basically uh, I have one client that was bedridden completely with a severe spine injury. Okay, this woman dropped 60 pounds from her bedroom. No working out, Brett. I mean, it's, it, it's wild. It's incredible. You know? And this is all because she was tracking macros appropriately. I even put her in a reverse diet after she got down to her lowest point of calories. And I'm not going to starve anybody. So once they get to that low point, I start asking questions. How do you feel? What's your energy levels like? What time are you going to bed at night? Has anything changed? Your emotions, your moods, all that. Tell me, tell me what's going on. And if I don't like what I hear in some way, it's like, okay, it's time to reverse you safely. For those of you guys who don't know what a reverse diet is, it's safely building the BMR back up to the top. Because as you drop calories, your base metabolic rate, the calories you burn drop with it. So your cup, so imagine you're filling, um, your, your, imagine your calorie intake for the day is a, a cup right now, Brett. It's an eight ounce cup, right? It's not a whole lot. Now imagine how much better and how more efficient a person who's sitting right next to you uh, will be able to uh, get through life if their cup wasn't a cup, but it was a bucket, you know, a, you know, a, a gallon bucket instead, right? And that, that changes things or gallon jug, right? It changes things that now this person could retain muscle mass better than you because they're able to eat more. They also burn more body fat because they burn more because they're able, they, they built that up. 
you know, um, and that's kind of the analogy I use is that a lot of people are walking around with a Dixie cup when they could have a gallon jug. And, and it's all because they don't understand the process of being consistent day in and day out. Most people go from day one, they eat a thousand calories. They had a real busy day, right? They could barely get food in. Day two, they had a little more time. They're a little hungry. They eat 2,500 calories. They had, went to a restaurant. They had a nice lunch, a nice dinner. And now next thing you know, they're up and down again. So and then the day after they're at 1500, then they're back up to 2000 or 3000 and there's no rhyme or reason. So they have no idea with how many calories they're burning on a regular basis. Their body is taking an average. My job basically is to find that average, bring it up a little bit, and then we bring it back down. So if anyone wants to, to know my process more and dive in, you know, anybody who listens to this, feel free to reach out to me, you know, at my way fitness underscore training on, on Instagram. I answer everybody. And I get 50 messages, 50 to 100 messages some days. Like, it's crazy. It gets wild. And I literally answer everyone. You know, send me an email, hit my link in, in, in my bio. And, uh, you know, and, and I got a good website set up. And you guys could reach out to me, send consultations in. Uh, it's a beautiful website. I, I believe you know the, the person who built it. And it's, it's, uh, it's working really well for me. So I love it. I love it. Well, the last thing I want to ask you about, because you just closed this out perfectly there, and I think you just hit the nail on the head, right? Inconsistent actions are going to yield inconsistent results. Consistent actions are going to yield consistent results. So if somebody wants to be more consistent, let's walk away with just some tactical advice here. What are your big two or three things that if somebody wants to get their, wants to get their fitness and their health back on track right after they listen to this episode, what should they start doing? The number one thing that they should do, and honestly, I'm not just saying this. I don't care if it's me or anybody else who's a, who's a good coach. And how do, you, how do you pick a good coach? So number one, find a coach. You need to find a fitness coach, okay? Don't get ripped off. Don't get ripped off by these celebrity coaches out there. Um, there are probably local people that are right near you. They probably have good word of mouth already, okay? Check their Instagrams. Don't hire the selfie trainer, please. Then you know who these people are. It says self-proclaimed fitness expert guru, 8 million pictures in the gym of themselves. That's fantastic and all, and I'm really happy for them, but that's not a real coach. You go up and down my page, you'll see me occasionally with the, the occasional video rant or the occasional picture of me, you know, in, in shape so that you could put a face to the, the, you know, to the business, right? But my page is, is, client, is a client-based, results-driven page. I'm telling their stories, not my story. I'm telling you my story today because you asked me to. But really, I, you know, but what did I do? I still found a, a way to, to throw my, one of my clients in there and tell their story because that's really what I care about. Um, number two, um, if you want to take action on your own, maybe coaching isn't for you. Um, you need to understand nutrition to some extent, okay? Um, the person who understands nutrition and eats accordingly will do better than the person who goes to the gym nine times a week and eats like a slob. And I'm sorry, I don't mean to say that, you know, out of line, but the truth is, is that some of us are just over consumers. We're eating too much. Everything we do is too much, right? Find out where your limit is, you know, like how much food do you need to eat? And there are ways you can do that. There are machines called in-body scans. Um, places like Lifetime Fitness have them. You could pay for them and other uh, nutritionists and things like that you'll find in their offices and things like that. But, it, you know, They'll tell you your BMR. They'll tell you how high your body fat percentage is, how much skeletal muscle mass you have. Now, that first reading doesn't mean all that much, but that makes, it gives you uh, a spot where you say, this is my starting point. I'm going to make some changes. 
now you kind of have um, a, a control, you know what I mean? There's, there's an experiment there now. So now when you start manipulating your diet, you can go back to that machine again and say, am I building muscle? Am I losing body fat? It'll literally tell you. So those are, those are the types of things that I like to do. I do that all from my studio. So these are things that I use. Like, it's not like I'm just, you know, throwing random stuff out here at people. This is how I go about it. So, you know, that, that, that's my take, Brett. I love it. Anybody that's listened to this all the way through obviously knows you know exactly what you're talking about. I mean, you're coming from a genuine place. You are by far one of the most servant leaders that I've met in this space because there is a lot of people in here that are self-proclaiming and, and they're these fitness gurus with a ton of different photos on there where it's all about them, but you are unquestionably all about your clients. And my biggest personal takeaway from this is one hour a day in the gym is not going to make up for the other 23 hours of the day of not taking care of your nutrition or your sleep. So you, you absolutely nailed it, my man. And uh, if I could, if I could kind of, uh, please sign, close this out. Yeah. I'm going to sign, let me sign you off with this. And it's something I posted last night. I don't know if you saw it or not, but, uh, basically to hit on that same topic of self-proclaimed fitness gurus. Um, and I kind of, you know, went in on it yesterday and I said, um, don't show me what you lift, show me who you lift up. And that's something that I really have been talking about in my studio lately. Um, what you do for yourself is fantastic. But if you're learning something from your coach, if you're, um, if, 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 you're in, if you're impacting your own self, I think we owe it to our people around us to, to share the knowledge. You know, pick somebody up. You know what I mean? I, it's anybody could get strong and lift heavy things and all that. You could look fantastic. But really, the real flex in life is, who you're putting on your shoulders, who you're reaching, uh, giving a helping hand to, to pull them to your level, whether it's fitness, finance, spirituality, whatever it is, you know, take that time to help someone try to get to your level of success, whatever that means. Um, and just, just live well, be well, and just be a good person. That's it, man. That's it. Love it. Chills multiple times throughout this interview. Chris, thank you so much for your time. You absolutely dominated this. Again, if people want to find you, where, where can they find you again on Instagram if they didn't get a chance to jot it down? Yeah, man, it's, it's simple. It's at mywayfitness underscore training. Um, it's, it's the best place to reach me. I respond to all my messages on there. If you want to go straight to the website, it's uh, www.mywayfitnesstraining.com. Okay, it's the long one, but it's mywayfitnesstraining. You can't really forget it, .com. Uh, you could fill out a consultation form on there if you want to reach out to me. And uh, I usually respond within a day for all emails. Um, but if you want to get me like on the spot, just get on Instagram, message me. I'm pretty fast. So. And everybody, I live in Chicago and I'm a client of Chris's and he's in Arizona. So no excuse. If you listen to this podcast all the way through, I know you gained some value. Take your nutrition, your health serious. I know this is a big restart even for me. So Chris, thank you so much for your time. You absolutely delivered value on this and I look forward to having you back again in the future. I would love to be back, Brad. Thanks for having me.